Chris Broussard face, thank you for coming up to the show. This is your first time here, and I'm very excited to have you up here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for the invite. Glad glad to be a part of your podcast. Uh, the neighborhood deacon Christian Holland, sir. How are you? How you doing? How's life? Life is good, no, no complaints. Um my daughter will be here the end of May. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Um, and then outside of that, you know, just working and stuff and just getting ready for the second baby. That's about it. Oh yeah. I forgot you was, um, rich, rich. You what part of mass you in? Like the, like the real, real rich part of mass. You bringing a <laughs> young King and queen into, in, into Wakanda. Is that, that's where you are right now? I, I love it. I live in a, a nice part of Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> How old is your son Q and the little mama's coming? So how old is Q? Uh Quincy Quincy will be uh two years old in June. So uh if you look at the pictures, he's uh pretty big already for and he's not even two yet. Yeah, that's that's not that's not bad. That's not a bad uh age gap. Almost two, and then you're gonna have a toddler, and you were just yep. starting to get back into your, your swing of actually sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I do. Um, I started back on my gym routine, so you know, I still, I wake up, I wake up pretty early. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I wake up around five, and then I, I usually wake up. My work day starts at like seven thirty, so I typically already wake up early. So I'm, you ain't got kind of, no job, Tommy. <laughs> you said yeah. You said you started back your gym routine. All I see you do is post a boomerang loop. Uh, you show um an empty weights. I never see you lift one weight in your videos. Yeah, you'll never, you'll never. I never, uh, I'll never have like the camera on me, like working out and stuff. I don't uh, salute the people who be doing that. I don't. It's not really my cup of tea. <laughs> oh, so you just post the pictures? So we supposed to believe you working out from the pictures? Got it. Heard you. <laughs> I like that strategy. Just post the picture, and they think you're working out. <laughs> I, post, I, post the, I post the time too so you know it's real <laughs> <laughs> so you give us a time stamp not necessarily of you working out just a time stamp that you were in the gym yep time stamp so you, so you know, you know it's real. <laughs> now for, for i'm going to introduce you to people that may not know you first time listeners of the pod uh like i said neighborhood deacon christian um I think he wakes up every day and he would you consider yourself a troll? Nah, I don't I don't do that trolling stuff. I, I actually <laughs> I'm not a fan of trolling. You're the opposite I tell, of a troll? I tell, yeah, I tell jokes from time to time, but trolling, nah, I don't do that. And besides, you can tell by my posts if I put like smiling faces and laughing out loud, you know I'm joking. But what about the post when you're actually serious and everybody's telling you that your opinion is wrong? Well, that's just that's just, that's just, but I give like actual reasons. Like people disagree. People were bugging out on me when I said uh, that new Denzel movie was wasn't good. But if you like break that down, that movie, that movie just wasn't good. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, Christian here is infamous. I call him Chris Chris Boussard phrase because he's infamous. That's the name that I've given him in all the groups that we're in. And that's only because it's a playful banter back and forth with him. 
because I always question his sources um, on anything. I question his, his his opinions on anything. And you guys will hear it when you listen to this podcast. You'll hear some of his outlandish takes. But it's all right. We'll, we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, I want to start. Some of your listeners are going to agree with my takes. I I, I highly doubt that, but I, I've been wrong before. Uh, I want to start you off with a, a icebreaker. I want to ask you a question. Uh, answer at free will. You don't have to think too hard about it. But I saw this, and I'm still in this Fuzi, so uh, I've given him credit. And you're a burglar. But you can only steal things that mildly inconvenience your victims. What are you taking? Uh, um, you said mildly inconvenience. Mildly inconvenience. Mildly inconvenience. Um, if it's mildly inconvenience, uh, you take like a uh, a towel. <laughs> This guy said a towel. I would take one battery out of every remote in your house. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I mean, because if you take a <laughs> if you take a TV, that's like real. That's really gonna mess them up. If you take toilet paper, that's gonna mess them. Like you said, mildly inconvenient. You gonna you know, take something that you know they'll be able to replace and won't mess, won't like lose their mind over. I I don't know if you tried to use your remote and think that the remote is just broken when all in actuality you just need uh new batteries yeah every single every single remote in someone's house i would only take one battery from every remote <laughs> just to cause pure mayhem and like because you know you, you know the move is oh I, i'll just take it from the other remote so when you go to the other remote and realize that you're gonna have to do that song and dance where you're just taking one battery out of every other remote you're eventually going to get annoyed and just go buy some batteries, but but you did you didn't say you would take spare batteries, and a lot of families have spare batteries in the house, so they're gonna be smooth. Families that have kids have spare batteries <laughs> in the house. <laughs> Yo, tell people on, on your um on your uh your your baby shower list. Tell people if they're buying toys to buy batteries as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Cause these toys, these baby toys, they be dying within like months. Fam, like, there's nothing more angry than when someone Yeah. Life spares mad short on these toys. Not even that. there's nothing more annoying than somebody buying your kid a toy and not buying the batteries, and you have to go out and buy the batteries for the toy that they brought for your child. Facts. That's mad annoying. Facts. And sometimes, like, if it's the, the worst part is, like, if you get, if you have a surplus of double A's in your house and a toy acts for, like, a C or D battery or, like, a triple A, half the time you're like, fam, standard battery size is double A. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got, like, packs and packs of batteries in our closet because these things be dying and I need batteries, like, 24-7. I'm all right. Let here we go. What type of battery person are you? Energizer, Duracell, or whatever brand the, the you cheap, buy? The cheapest, the cheapest brand available at Walmart. Oh, uh, you're a Rayovac guy. I come on, man. <laughs> Can't trust no guy getting Rayovac batteries and surplus in his house. What are you doing? Duracell. Who's, who's 
Doracell charge like I swear some of Doracell's battery packs be like twenty bucks nowadays. Well, you, you getting like a, a hundred of them for twenty dollars. That's how I, I balance it out. Alright, I'm gonna be mad. I'm paying twenty dollars, but you give me a hundred batteries. You can get a pack of Walmart batteries for like ten bucks, and that's why you have to buy them. So, that's why you gotta keep buying them so fast. Walmart batteries for ten bucks. That's disgusting. That's facts. That's facts. Gotta take advantage. Nope. Yeah, and in any circumstance, yes. Um, are are you excited at all about? all-star uh weekend or day coming up i mean it should be cool but you know it's the risk factor involved i mean it's gonna suck if nba players like say like say for instance if one of the all-stars catches it the whole <laughs> like the other players can play like because they all go go into the uh the protocol so it's like, I don't, I mean, it's cool to watch it, but it's like mad risky and mad stupid, honestly. Do you think, I honestly think with uh, Silver saying that there wasn't any festivities, that there will be no parties happening in Atlanta this weekend. Keep in mind, Atlanta has been open this entire time during the pandemic. There's definitely going to be parties. They, they already listed different artists who are like coming down there to perform and stuff. So, you know, like different bass, there's certain basketball players who don't like really stick to rules like that. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens after, after Sunday ends, but like, it's mad risky. I mean, if you get one, if, if just one of the, you just got to look at it from the perspective of if just one of the all-stars is caught, is like, they're like tested for, oh, you got COVID or you got, um, like you just testing for something. All the all those all stars can't like play for I think is they sit you down for like two weeks or or something something crazy like that. So I don't know if it's worth the risk. I guess I don't know. I'm gonna go through the different events. Just tell me who you think is gonna win. Uh, we'll start out that way and we'll, we'll see where we go from there. Skills challenge. Um, I think first off that it's stupid for them to do everything in one day as opposed oh, yeah. to spread it out. Over the course of the weekend, people in the skills challenge, they got to play in the All Star. They're gonna be tough. like, I just thought about shoot out. Yeah, they're gonna be. T- yeah, and Steph, dang, and Steph Curry's on LeBron's team. I just, yo, his arms gonna be tied, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he's gonna be bricking mad shots. <laughs> yo, I forgot all about that, yo. Or yo, he can go to complete. Or he can go the other route and like just stink it up in a three point shootout to be fresh for the game. Facts, that's true, but but you know he's gonna try to win that that three point contest. All right, man, let's do the skill challenge. Uh, you got Covington, Luca, CP, Julius, uh, Sabonis, and Nikolai Bujicic. Who you got winning the skills challenge? Uh, I'm going with CP, and then uh, I think I was gonna go with Luca, but he can't shoot threes, so I think when they get to that part when they gotta shoot the three. He's gonna miss mad times. I'm just gonna be honest with you. If it's a step back, he, he Gucci. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and then it, for the big, I think, I think Randall has a chance. I mean, he might surprise us. He has a chance of winning it. You know. Are you mad as a um? I don't. I, I would call you a Laker fan, but that would be a um, a 
dishonor to any Laker fan who has been rooting purple and gold their entire life. But are you mad that he's no longer in a Laker uniform? Nah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really fret over that. Here's the way I look at it, right? Here's, here's the way, like, when people look at, like, players, like, how they play now or then, like, or even look at trades, you have to look at it, like, from where they where they currently are and where they were when they were playing for the team. When Julius Randle was on the Lakers, he had promise and stuff, but he wasn't playing like this. And then on top of that, when they when they got rid of him on the Lakers, he was asking for mad money, for money that he didn't even deserve yet. You know what I'm saying? So foresight. <laughs> that was foresight. It, it's like I don't I don't it's like I don't know. And then uh what's his face? Uh people were making posts about Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson was not playing like, was not playing like this, <laughs> and he had the same amount of minutes on other teams, and he was not playing like this. So, so people gonna be like, "You were supposed to expect, you were supposed to see in the future that Jordan Clarkson was gonna be like a stud on the six man." <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, I watched this, I watched this man in the finals with LeBron, and he was bricking like shot after shot. Like get out of here. <laughs> Crazy, Save your LeBron comments. We're gonna to get to your. Uh, we're gonna to get to that. Don't worry. That's on the docket of things to talk about, especially with you. Um, <laughs> I feel like for me, Covington is the only big person in this that can actually shoot. So he's gonna be my. Uh, he's gonna be my dark horse to come out and win it, only because v- Vucevic can shoot though. Nah. Eh. He got he got he got a nice little jumper. Who would you say is more consistent though? Vucevic. Mm. I put my money on Vucevic any day over COVID. Covington's like up and down. He's more he's more known for his defense. Nah, it's a couple years I had him as a sleeper on my fantasy team, and he would he would come through with a with a solid double double. Got you, got you. But that's he's my dark horse. Um, I feel like CP3 and um, CP3, Julius, and Luca. I feel like they're going to be kind of eh, whatever because they still got to play in the game. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right. But the, the only thing the only thing with Chris Paul is like he's like like a lot of people – well, some people talk about this from time to time. But Chris Paul is one of the most underrated shooters like ever. Like he don't miss jump shots. Have you ever like really paid attention to him taking jump? Sh- he don't miss jump shots. Chris Paul's a very underrated player. Um, Period. Altogether. That's I, fact. I, I saw. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up. I saw a stat about Chris Paul and whatever team he goes to. Their winning oh, yeah. percentage. Yeah, he gives him winning percentage. Yeah, yeah. He's the point. He's the point guard. I don't know why uh, Chris don't get the respect he deserves uh, in some of these circles. You know how it is. Gotta get rings. I don't. I don't agree with that. That that sentiment, but that is the, you know, the popular sentiment. If you don't got no ring, uh, you you're not in that class. Because mm. he don't got no ring, and you know what's crazy, right? He only needs like one, like one ring. To like being that con, they would more people would put him in that conversation because Magic Johnson is like the only point guard who got like mad rings. 
Everyone else got like one or two rings in terms of point were guards. You, were you a CP3 or D Will guy? Oh, um, I always like CP CP3 more than D Will. I was never I, I was never really big on D Will like that. He was nice and stuff, but I was never really a fan of him like that. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and your outlandish takes begin. He was nice, but I wasn't. You a, you, you a big fan of D Will? I'm proud of you. Where's he at now? <laughs> see, how my, see how my takes work. See how my takes age. They my takes age well. You know that's that's what people need to realize. My takes age well. They have good aging. They age well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever. Uh, three point shoot. Three point shootout. Uh, who's the person booking the three point shootout? Is he? They gonna let him? Oh, yo, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. God, yeah. I, they haven't announced it yet. That's a good question. All um, right, so Dev Book, Jalen Brown, Steph Curry, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. Fam, this is the all-star team. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? You know what? You know what's funny, right? On top of the fact that it's the all-star team, the the the, the list they got is like who 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 you really consider on there is like, oh shoot, they a dead-eye three-point shooter. Besides Steph Curry. Besides Seth Curry, because Damian Lillard dropped out, he was supposed to be, and he dropped out, and then uh, I think somebody else was supposed to be on there too, and they dropped out. So the people they got on that list, nobody's a drop like a dead shooter except for Seth Curry. That's what I'm saying. Like the three point contest is 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 cool. I like that, but th- that contest, the NBA dunk contest, is like trash, yo. Like these, I'm, not these even, del- I'm not even going to discuss the dunk contest because they might as well. And I don't know why Adam Silver hasn't done it yet. And I keep saying they should just get them street street dunkers to come in and perform like during the um, All-Star Weekend. It's supposed to have NBA players that don't want to do it. So now you're just trying to fill um fill that slot with people randomly that just be like, oh, I'll do it. Get people that do this for a living. Get them street dunkers in there. Let them do, sure. do a show. Boost the ratings. Facts. You're right. No, you're right about that. I agree with that 100%. Um, and this list here, I think the only person that might be able to give uh, – well, no, that's not true. Um, Mitchell and Levine uh, might be able to give Steph a run for his money, but – But look at that. Look, look at that. Run away. But, but think about that. The list is so bad, yo. Levine. Zach Levine might give him a run for it. <laughs> you gotta really think about it for a second. Zach Levine will give Curry. That's the that's the only like viable option. Zach. <laughs> no, Zach Levine's not even three point threat. Like you know what I'm saying? Like get out of here. <laughs> Who made these lists, man? Crazy. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I mean. I, I guess you get what you can get when it's not last minute, but uh, <laughs> yo, when, when yo, you I, that stars that back out. I hope I'm wrong, but yo, tomorrow probably will we, be. We might have some of the lowest scores for three points for three point scores. <laughs> <laughs> why is Jalen? Can somebody tell me why Jalen Brown is in? <laughs> yo, why is he in this, man? It's crazy. <laughs> I don't get these names, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, 
I don't get it either. Um, I hope right for the hell of it, they should have put Cal Kuzma on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cal Kuzma did some damage. <laughs> Kuzma don't shoot unless it's the playoffs. Facts. <laughs> unless it's the playoffs, Cal Kuzma don't shoot. All right, man. Uh, I want you to, if you can, remove your bias. Yeah. And tell me who had the better draft between KD and LeBron. Oh, that's a good question. Um, so hear me out. I think I think from a skill level, I think the rant has the edge. And from a dominant, like just, just like bully ball, I think LeBron's team has has the advantage in that. So I think overall you can you can edge it out to Durant's team. But the thing with Durant's team is that people I, I don't know why they're not paying attention to this. Durant's not playing. <laughs> so uh yeah. that's kind of a big a big uh that's a big you know factor that he's not playing. And then I was I was joking with Juan. That's uh for the podcast listeners, that's one of our other boys. I was, he uh LeBron got Giannis and Giannis plays uh, the all-star games, like it's a real NBA game. So uh, that, that's, a huge, that's a huge X factor. I don't know why people keep forgetting. Like he, out the out the gate, the the first quarter, he's fouling people. He's blocking people. Like he, he's playing like it's a game. That matters if you have somebody like that on your team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what year was it? Um, I think it might have been uh, – and RIP the Mamba, but I think it might have been a year when the All-Star game was in Philly and Kobe came out and he was playing extra hard. Like, it was the finals because he was trying to just win the, um, win the MVP in Philly in his hometown or whatever have you. I think it was that All-Star game. He came out and he was bugging from the first quarter. And I was like, okay, well, I, I can see who wants to get the MVP. But you're right, man. Giannis plays like it's, it's a regular season game. Facts. Like, think about this for a minute. In 2000, it was like the 2012 All-Star game, right? When uh, I think D-Wade broke Kobe's nose. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that, that's Giannis. That's Giannis the whole game. He plays hard the whole game, son. So if you got that person on your team, that's a huge plus. For those that, uh, if you, you're listening to this and you don't know the teams, I'll break them down for you. Uh, Team LeBron, Giannis, Steph. Yo, his, yo, LeBron starting five is crazy. LeBron starting five is crazy. Yeah, his starting five is him, Luca, Steph, Giannis, and uh, Joker. That's crazy. That starting five is crazy. It, it's it's kind of nuts. <laughs> that starting five is crazy. Yo, <laughs> think about all the pat, like the passing, like this, the like. Yo, that's just a good starting lineup. And, you know, Durant, he was forced to pick his boy. He had to pick his boy, Kyrie, you know? You know, but. Listen, he, he could have he went elsewhere. Because um, <laughs> he could have he picked Steph. Uh, just that, saying. You know, he he could have picked Steph. That was, there was no, uh, no harm, no foul there. But, all right, Durant's team, his starters are um, Embiid. Kyrie, Bill, um, Booker was supposed to replace Durant, but 
Now you got Conley. Not Conley, yeah. Um, and then LeBron's reserves. And this is where I feel like KD picked a better reserve squad. So LeBron's reserves are Dame Tom, Ben Simmons, CP3, Jalen Brown, Paul George, uh, Sabonis, and Rudy Gobert. And then Durant has James Harden, Devin Booker, Zion Williamson, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, uh, Vuvicic, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Durant's reserves are uh, definitely better. When it comes uh, down to it, if Durant, if Durant was playing, he yep. would have the better team. Yeah, I would. I would. You know what? I would. I would give them the edge if Durant was playing. I, I would. I would agree with you on that. I think where it's going to come down to um, is that fourth quarter, and where LeBron's team might edge it out is if you got Dame and Steph as your yep. guards in the fourth quarter. You good money, and you got Bron. Yeah, Joker. Bron, Joker. Joker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's gonna get back. I don't think it, so. I'm. I think LeBron's team is gonna win for the you know the fourth year in a row. Uh, because since this installment, LeBron's team is undefeated. I just want to throw Here that we out go. there. Here we go. For the listeners Here out there. Um. Yeah, I think he's gonna you know win the fourth fourth straight. Uh, still be undefeated. Um. So yeah, I think think it'll be a good game tomorrow. <laughs> if KD was playing, the thought of him. Him, Harden, Kyrie, and Devin Booker would have been disgusting in the fourth quarter. Facts. That would be crazy. Exactly. I agree with you on that. Oh, and you forgot Joel Embiid. Eh. In the fourth quarter, I feel like Embiid, he plays around too much and he doesn't really take it too serious. Yeah, but- he might. Yeah, he, he, he would goof around. and Yeah, he, he, he is like the new Shaq. He's dominant and he's goofy. Yes. So he would goof around the All-Star game. You're right. You got that. Yep, he would. He's probably going to goof I'm, around. I'm just glad they haven't let Kyle Lowry's uh, nasty behind back on the All-Star court uh, this year. I'm eternally that's grateful. That's another one. That's another one. And if you watched, when we watched, if you when you were watching the game last year, he made a difference because – he was out here taking charges in an all-star game. Who does that? <laughs> Who, that's what I'm saying. If you have a person on your team that – and was Kyle, Kyle Lowry was on LeBron's team, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a player on your team who takes the game serious, that's going to that's gonna matter. And Giannis is on LeBron's team. Yeah, I think, I think it comes down to the fourth quarter and who on Durant's team, which I feel like, the leader might be Kyrie come fourth yeah, quarter. Um, at some point, just blocks or dunks on Kyrie's head just at one point during the game. That's, you got to let I, that hurt go because Kyrie's the only reason why LeBron has that Cleveland ring. So. Oh! Oh! Only what it is. Draymond, if Draymond doesn't get suspended and Kyrie doesn't ice that uh, final game, LeBron has see, no... See, you get on me about my takes. Get on me about my takes, and you say you say something like that. Uh, say something. Is it not true? Is it not true? 
he made a big shot and he was a big part, but you acting like he's the only reason when LeBron was out here most points re- like he did everything for that team. Everything. He was like the he was the main factor in that team. What are you talking about? What did it get them the first three games of that series before Draymond got suspended? Uh was he was Draymond around in game seven? Was Kyrie around? Yeah, was Draymond around in game six as well? Was Kyrie around? All I'm saying, man. All I'm saying, got it. You gotta you gotta look at the whole picture. Salute salute to Kyrie and his shot though. Salute. I'm just trying to give you the large picture. Your pops wasn't a gangster. He was just another loss. All right. Whatever. Um <laughs> that was a smooth transition from basketball with that segue of uh the Don Loaded Lux. Um I'm gonna ask you this question. I pulled this from our group Connoisseur's Corner because I don't I didn't remember seeing you comment. In 2014, who had the biggest song? Bobby Smurda, Hot Nigga, Fetty Wap, Trap Queen, Chris Brown and Lil Wayne, Loyal, OT Genesis, Coco, Ty Dolla Sign in the Weekend, or Nah. Ray Shrimmett, no type. Big Sean, I don't F with you. Rich Gang, Lifestyle, or Wiz Khalifa, we them boys. Um, I think the easiest easiest answer and, and uh, the best way to look at it is, is Bobby Smurda because he went away in jail, came back, and was still main, still relevant. And that was off of one song. And that was the song you mentioned. I ain't going to lie to you. This is a crazy summer, though. All yeah, of, that is all, crazy. For 2014, um, here's where I'm going to challenge you to uh, look past that. You think Hot Nigga was better than Trap Queen, though? Just for conversation purposes. I think... Um, uh, did be did be did Beyonce dance to uh Trap Queen as well? I think she might have used it in a concert. I don't know if she did like a, a Vine or at the time dance to it. I right, that's that's very important because Beyonce visually was doing the dance and everything to Bobby Bobby song. She was out here. So you're basing Bobby, your answer off of what song Beyonce Bobby, danced to? Bobby had Queen, yeah. Bobby had Queen Bay out here dancing. That that means that's that that's that's the edge right there. He gets the edge right there. Um, <laughs> sir, you're you're very nasty. <laughs> <laughs> when well, you get when well, you got the Queen out here dancing to your song, that that matters. That's like getting Hove out here, you know, bobbing his head to your joint. That matters. That that moves moves the needle a little bit. That is very nasty of you to bitch. I asked you a question. I was like, could you find some visual evidence of Beyonce listening to Track Queen or something like that? If you can't, you know, like, you know, that kind of matters. Beyonce was out here in the stage, out on the stage in front of thousands, dancing to that Bobby joint. 
I, the dance. Um, I, I believe, <laughs> I believe if you do your Googles or your YouTubes, you will find a snippet of one of Beyonce's concerts in, from 2014, where she I, I either had- Nicki I remember Nicki, Nicki Minaj dancing to it. Nicki Minaj was dancing to that trap queen. But Nicki Minaj is not Beyonce. You're nasty. <laughs> You're a nasty individual. But I mean, since you 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 mentioned Queen, uh, you you have to give credit to her king, uh, Sir Hove of Brooklyn, and he's had a he's had a very big uh, march. And we only in the sixth uh, day. This 2021 is looking pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you that. He's uh, already sold like three different things for a lot of M's. So, uh, yeah, his uh, 2021 is starting off incredible. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm read his tweets, but uh, I'm going to read his tweets and I'm going to go back to uh, my point. Um, because you mentioned uh, a lot of made a lot of M's. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to just read the tweets from... Sean Corey Carter of Brooklyn. <clears throat> I said from the beginning that Tidal was about more than just streaming music, and six years later, it has remained a platform that supports artists at every point in their careers. Artists deserve better tools to assist them in their creative journey. Jack is one of the greatest minds of our times, and our, and our many discussions about Tidal's endless possibilities have made me even more inspired about its future. This shared vision makes me even more excited to join a square board. This partnership will be a game changer for many. I look forward to all this new chapter has to offer. To your point of making many M's, he brought title for 56 million. Let's just put that in perspective. Yep. He sold it for 297 million. Yep. And don't forget, don't forget how much um for his uh, alcohol, that was uh, how much he buy that for? Uh, Ace of Spades. Um, yeah. Hold on, let me pull that. Up. Let me pull that. The diff- the profit he got from that was crazy too. Uh, he brought Ace of Spades in 2014 for 30 million. It's <laughs> crazy, yo. For 30 million, and, and I don't know if it's just smart foresight um people gonna be like well you would say that because you're you're a whole stand but you gotta applaud somebody's business sense to not only buy something at a low point but to bring it to a place where it's valuable past what you paid for it like because he could have brought both of these companies and they went the opposite direction holes holes business sense is crazy and nobody no matter how you feel about Hove as an artist or whatever, or whatever personal feelings you may have against him, you can't downplay his business. Because outside of him doing business for himself, he helped Lil Wayne with the IRS. Mm-hmm. He helped DMX, helped DMX get out of his debt. Because DMX talked, uh, one of the managers for Rough Riders talked about that. He helped, uh, who else? Um, there's another artist. Twenty One Savage would he had to get, well. I was talking Savage, about his just yeah. overall. Help Twenty One Savage, like he like outside of him just doing business for himself, he be doing business for other hip hop artists. So 
Say what you want about Hove. He's definitely one of the greatest business minds ever. Like, you can't even hate on that. I think he's a, a very cliche and very uh, catchy. He He's giving us the blueprint literally in front of our eyes in terms of how to maneuver just business. As quick as he got to a bill, um, people might have thought he was a one-trick pony. But yep. him constantly showing, like, the different ventures and uh, facts, basically Diddy, moving around. Him and Diddy back and forth, yo. That's why it's good yes. that they. That's why it's good that they boys. It's 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 always good. Like whole said it best. From the same hue, I'd rather be from the same. What's that? What's the verse about being? It's from the same hue. Off of four four four. Remember that verse. Um, the same hue as you, or something like that. Um. What's, what's better than one millionaire too? That was that bar. He was talking about uh, what's better than one millionaire too, and he yeah, talking about being it, cut from the same, the same it, hue. Yeah, it's beautiful to to we as black people. It's always a beautiful thing to support your brothers and try to help them. And when they successful, and you applauding them and stuff, and you you have like a a friendly competition. Like P Diddy's probably looking at whole like I bet I gotta make another move. You know, keep it moving. We gotta keep pushing each other. You know, it's never a good thing to hate on another brother. So, it's good that they so close. You know what I'm saying? Because they weren't always close like this. You know, they had a little. You know, back in the day, they weren't like really like close like that. You know, so the fact that they both on good, great terms now, like real buddy buddy, moving up the ladder, making money and stuff—that's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot and ask you in your in your blackness that you just spoke on. Are you keeping title? <laughs> oh, you, you didn't see my post in the group? In the music group? I told I told Will, I told Will, I'm coming home. What's the prices looking like for apples, huh? See? See? <laughs> see? <laughs> see? <laughs> I, told, I told him, the second JC soaked like a portion of that to that dude, I was like, yo, Will, I'm coming home. What's the prices looking like? <laughs> see? I'm coming home to Apple. <laughs> I don't know why that doesn't surprise me. Someone who was a Miami fan last year was a Cav fan the year oh, after. Man. Now wait. I don't know why that I don't know why that surprises me. I don't know why. I'm coming home to Apple. Who's over, who's you got Apple? Don't you got Apple? Who's over there, man? <laughs> I, I have both. And I actually I don't even I don't know what I prefer better, but I have both. Yeah, to nah, title's good, you know. Um I was joking, you know. I'll probably stay with title because I don't feel like doing that whole process and stuff. You know, I got playlists on title now and all this stuff because I have title since since uh whatever album that whole dropped and you couldn't get it nowhere else but title. So <laughs> I've had it since then. So I was like, but yeah, I would have, I would have, I know he sold it, but I, I would have rather. I know he's on the board and stuff, but I actually, I really enjoy the fact that it was like his his business. It was like black. But um, you know, it's whatever. What I you know, like not- about it, um, outside of because a lot of people they talk about whole business mindset, um, mindset and his mind, um, mind sense of him being uh basically out for himself, and he they always say that he just he's a quick flipper. He's never into something for the long run. But the fact that he was able to keep the original artists as shareholders, yeah, they um, get more money. They get more money with this deal. Yeah. I feel like 
that's a lookout for everybody. That's not just me selling this to line my pockets, but it's it's me looking out for everybody who was involved in the beginning. Now, the the original announcement was very nasty for celebrities to complain about not being paid. That was very yeah. nasty. But yep, yep, that's true. For them to get their money in the long run and still be uh, large shareholders, I appreciate the fact that. Well, you got to applaud the fact that not only is he making business moves, he's getting board seats at these companies. Exactly. That's true. Yep. You know, you're right about that. It's almost as if he's not like, it's almost as if his, his going into the negotiation, like the money is cool, but if I don't have a seat, then what are we talking about? Facts. I think, I think when people to be, I think so. When people say Hove is looking out for himself in terms of business, I personally haven't really seen that. The only time I think I can agree with people bringing that up is the whole Rockefeller thing. I mean, say what you want about Dame Jazz, uh, Dame Dash. The way he did Dame Dash was kind of foul. Like, you know, Dame Dash, we, you know, you like hate it or love it the way Dame Dash be sounding sometimes with the things he be talking about. But at the end of the day, you know, Hove did Rockefeller kind of dirty. You know, got to call it like it is. But, you know, he was looking out for himself. Was and it then, dirty? Let me, all right. So uh, will we get will we get Hove in 2021 if he stays with Dame? No, we wouldn't. I agree with you. No, we wouldn't. I'm, that's why that's why I'm saying he 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 was looking out for himself. I can't I can't hate on that. Sometimes in certain situations you gotta look out for yourself. But from people who saying, you know, he has some selfish tendencies sometimes when it comes to business, you know, I always look at the Rockefeller as an example, and then you know, the big one, the NFL. And you know how I feel about the NFL. I still don't watch that sport since the Kaepernick <laughs> situation. And uh when he made that deal. I wasn't like with other people calling him a coon and stuff because I think that was a, a reach because Hove does a lot for the community and stuff like that. And I think the NFL deal, he was looking out for himself. I, you know, I did I didn't believe any of the nonsense they were saying in terms of changing the image and you know black trying to help black lives and all this stuff. Like if you look at it, the NFL still in the same same predicament, same. Same train of thought, ain't no changes. So those are the two like main business moves that Hove made that I can recall that I can agree with him when people say he was looking out for himself. I mean, for those two arguments, I can go back and forth with you all night long about it. Um <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel you. I, <laughs> I'll just give you the my quick um rebuttal to the NFL thing. If you look gotcha. at the Super Bowl this year, we had five black acts as like primary faces of the Super Bowl. I hold, the on, hold, on. I, hold on, I don't want to cut you off, right? But here's a here's a, here's a I, I'm not trying to make a joke of the situation, but if you pay the Jasmine, I saw um they you know in the music group they were posting the Jasmine Sullivan uh anthem, uh mm. her singing stuff with the, the country singer. Now, if that wasn't the most all lives matter, <laughs> anthem, you, 
you can't like come on son like i don't <laughs> that was all <laughs> that was all they made it all lives matter huh they, they they definitely made it all lives matter <laughs> come on so i see i see what you're saying but you know nfl got their way of doing things and then i did then they do like a a weird commercial or something like that too that people were complaining about i didn't see it but i don't know NFL you're, you're the guy that says I didn't see it and you were watching the entire time, but in order to keep your vote card, you keep this. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but um, I can tell you how many touchdowns so-and-so had, who performed, and come on, man. I mean, you have I mean, I mean, you've been friends with me for a while. If you, on my Facebook, uh, before, when I was like, I've never been like a huge NFL fan, but when I was like a somewhat watching the games, I would talk about the games because I'm not a fan of the Patriots. So when they would lose, I would talk about that. I'll make jokes about that or, you know, stuff like that. But now I don't post, I don't even talk about the NFL. I don't know what be going on. Whatever, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got one more. I don't want to say loaded conversation for you, but I got a really great, first off, you you coined the phrase married men unite and i wanted to ask you i i spoke about this last week i want to ask you just your quick opinion if you do do you watch married at first sight yeah so i watched um how many seasons they in now because me and my wife we watched um what season was that so we watched this I don't know if you'll be able to like you know connect the dots stuff because I'm not really good with the name. So we watched this. We watched this season. I think it was last year, and the chick was a uh, the black girl. She was a virgin, and she was yep. waiting till she. You remember that episode, that season? Yep. All right. So yeah, we watched that season. So I don't. Um, was that like the first season? Nah. So there's actually twelve seasons of this show, and I didn't know that. I I, I recently oh, just okay. found out that there was twelve seasons, but. Yes. Uh, my question to you, you don't gotta, you don't gotta, I don't want to call you a liar, but you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Would you, would you have done this show for marriage for real? Oh, nah, no, absolutely not. I can't do that. No, no, that's, that's a no for me. No, I got it for a check. Nah, no, I can't even do like, you got to think about it from the, like, not trying to dig deep into the situation, but, like, you go to marry this person, like, you don't know nothing about them. You will be living with them. Like, 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 I don't know how long, like, how long you were with your girl before y'all two got married and stuff, but me and my girl, we were, like, off and on in college and stuff like that. We we did the whole living together, moved out, broke up, finally got married. Like, we went through the whole phase. So it's like, if you <laughs> like, like you know how it is living with the significant other it's like a whole mm. new world so you look married at first sight you don't know nothing about this person and you gotta move in with them like nah that's a no for me <laughs> I going, that's crazy salute those people I, who be doing that though for real i want you to please please because I, I i love your breakdowns when you do when you watch shows and you give recaps I want you, please, to watch this current season, season twelve, and I'm, I, I'm telling you, I would love to see your breakdowns of this season. 
with certain individuals because you're familiar with the show, you're familiar with the concept. I would love to see your breakdown because I think it would make steam come out of your ears when you watch. Is that crazy? Yes. Because I know the season I watch, um, like you, you know, you know what I was referring to with the the, the black girl who's a virgin. That yes. season was that season was crazy because uh, one of the couples, it was like some basketball player who was playing overseas, mm-hmm. and, he, and he wanted to settle down, and well, he supposedly wanted to settle down, so he was with the chick, and uh, when they when they <laughs> when they <laughs> when they went on a trip, this dude was like leaving, like not telling her. Like disappearing for like hours, and she was like crying in the house. I was dying. I was like, Yo, what is going on with these people? Yeah. Watch, like, please watch season twelve, and I'm a, I'm gonna look for your recaps uh, because yeah, it, it's, I gotta keep that. Please, That's I'm crazy. telling you, it's gonna make steam come out of your ears, and I would love to see what you have to say. And I'm gonna jump from that and hear what you have to say. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Um, I hope you have some free time now because I want to ask you your opinion about coming to America. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know what's crazy? I've been um I made a post. I made a post about it. I made two posts about it. I made one post saying that you know I like the movie and stuff, but then I made another post saying it's like world another world war with, between people who like it. And people who don't like it because people like really like going at each other's necks (laughs) if you did it if you did like it or didn't like it it's crazy but did you really like huh did you really like it yeah not for me i didn't think it was like a classic movie or anything like that like don't don't get me wrong on that but i enjoyed i enjoyed the movie for what it was see the problem with i think what people were thinking is when they were going into the movie they were like, oh, it's going to be as good as the first one, which is crazy to me to even think that. And mm-hmm. then they were thinking it's going to be like a like another classic or nothing. like. I, I, I even go into the thinking like that. Like, how you going to... Like, that's the thing with sequels. Like, it's hard to even match the first one, for one. And it's hard to even have that same magic feel because it's just... It's a, it's a nuance. It's the first movie it's a nuance you know you're seeing characters for the first time and stuff so this one you see you like it's like nostalgic feeling and stuff like that so for me especially the year we had like 2020 was horrible so mm-hmm. heading into 2021 it was good to see that nostalgic feel a uh, feeling like we're talking about three decades man three decades the first one's like three decades so these all these black people they all age gracefully. They all still look good. Um, the only one um, that wasn't alive anymore was the queen. She passed away in like I think two thousand five from leukemia, unfortunately. Um, but outside of her, everyone was like still alive. Uh, when you watch the end credits, they were having a great time. Uh, what else? It's just, it was just good to see that. Like mad people. Like it was all black film, all black cast. Like it was, uh, it was shot in Atlanta. So Matt, you know how Atlanta is like struggling right now financially. So it was like mad people got jobs doing the film. It was just overall like a good film, like a feel good film. I don't know why people like losing their minds over it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't, I don't get that. It's crazy to me. I don't get that. Sometimes. So here's my thing. Um, 
I watched it. Yeah, yeah. I laughed. Yep. Um And I my I don't know if I was laughing because of the nostalgia, or I was uh-huh. laughing because it was really funny. I'm I'm gonna have to look at it again and see. Uh-huh. Was I forcing my laughter or was it genuine laughter? Um, I feel you on that. Yeah, I feel you. Like, I think, like look, I'll give you a quick example. Morgan Freeman, when he was doing the... um, Yes. That was funny. I was laughing. That was no fake funny. I was laughing at that. That was, that, yeah. that was funny to me. Like, when people say the son, the son they had in the show, in the movie was horrible. I agree with he that. Was. I didn't like He was horrible. I didn't like that he, at all. He was, he was corny. Um, I felt like he overacted a lot. Exactly. Facts. I agree with you on that. But there were there were parts in the movie that were funny. Like the Morgan, um, the Morgan Freeman was funny. Uh the whole when they were like going back to like how they had um Tiana Taylor, she did uh the whole like yeah. bark like a you know, stuff like that. Wesley Snipes being goofy. That was funny to me. You know, I don't like I don't <laughs> like I don't know what like even at the end, the very end when they had the twins. The twins, yo, yo, me and my yeah. wife was dying. Like when they found the twins, they were <laughs> yo, that was three hundred pounds later, I think she said, or whatever she said, but yeah. Um that was funny. My I think my uh I didn't go into any expectations because I knew it wouldn't be able to touch the original movement. Yeah, I do exactly. like um I will say, well, it's too late now, but spoiler alert, I'll put a little note for you guys to skip past this if you haven't seen it. But you should see it by the time it comes out. This is coming out uh, tonight, tomorrow morning anyway. So you should have seen it by now. If not, shame on you. Um, I think, yeah, I, I thought the story was very well done for 30 years to, t- to tie it back together. Um, I was telling my wife, I think the problem is, and I, I might have had this argument before I saw the movie last week on my pod. Um, in the 80s, comedy was at a different place. You could say whatever you wanted. Facts, yep. That's another, that's 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 what um, um one of the dudes, one of my boys was talking, saying on my page. Like, that's a, a movie, that's a movie from the 80s. Like, say for yeah. instance, if they, make a, if they remake another Eddie Murphy, uh, Murphy movie, if they remake, um, what's another classic he did? What's that Deadly movie when... Nah, 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 not that. Well, he's remaking that one too. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that turns out. Uh, but uh, the other one he did when he was uh poor and he got like rich. Those two white boys like try to like frame the other dude or stuff like that. Yeah, but that he was a con artist. Yeah, yeah. If they remake that movie, you think that's gonna be as as funny as that one? No, it's like <laughs> it's it's a remake. I mean, it's a um, what you call it? It's a it's a sequel. So I think when people come into watching these movies, they need to expect that. You know, it's a feel-good movie. It's a movie for nostalgia, you know, for people who were a fan of the first one to see, like, how's everyone doing? How's everyone living and stuff? Like, they gave us a movie. Like, they they did it for, like, us. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... They did it for us, but here's where I am conflicted. Um, Got you. 80s, you gave us authentic uh comedy and jokes that in this day and time you couldn't get away with so the fact that it was pg-13 and the part i can tell you the part that really turned me off for the whole movie was when eddie was said i'm mf and king i said oh come on oh yeah <laughs> i said come on but i understand 
from his standpoint, you're in a space where you got to be cautious. You got a whole bunch big money um, yep. invested in this. You can't yep. afford for cancel culture, as I do my fake quotes, cancel culture to come be like, oh, don't go see this movie. They made comments about gay people. They made comments about these people. Like you can't afford that type of um, energy. So you do something that's really safe. Facts. Like think about this. You know what's you know what you know what you know what sucks about about us sometimes when it comes to like our like our legends and stuff like that. Like we have a tendency to compare them to their past work, not like appreciate like what they doing and all this other stuff. And it gets it gets annoying. It's like like Eddie Murphy, I guarantee you when Eddie Murphy's stand-up comes out, because he, you know, he got the stand. So he did that Netflix deal, you know? So he got the Beverly Hills movie remake coming, and then he got a stand-up special. I guarantee when his stand-up special drops, people will be like, oh, this ain't this ain't delirious. This, you know, all that stupid stuff. I'm like, yo, is it funny? Like, if it's funny, just enjoy it for what it was. Like, like people saying they don't like coming to America because they like, oh, it's not as funny as the first one. It's not as clap. Like, what? Like, who? Why would you even go into the movie expecting that? <laughs> like for real yeah so th- that's just just my thing in understanding um eddie the businessman having to make that rough decision and i told exactly. my i told my wife i said i'm at a point now where if you have to kind of whitewash or water down what you, your artistic integrity because of cancer culture then keep yep. the product no matter no matter how good it may be but for me, yep. you're doing us a disservice because you're not giving us you. You're giving us the I'm gonna say the Kevin Hart approach where you're playing it safe because you have all this financial backing and all of these deals and all that other stuff. I get that. Yep. Get your money. Yeah. But if that's if that's what's gonna like limit your artistic integrity, I'm almost at yep. a point where it's like, eh. But what you about the that? about the nostalgia feeling don't you like enjoy seeing that like even the fresh prince thing that reunion thing they did on hbo that was fire it's always dope no. to see like to see that stuff you know what i'm talking about no nah, don't get me wrong i 100 agree with you and that's what i'm saying i don't know i'm gonna have to rewatch it i don't know if i was laughing because of nostalgia yeah, and being yeah. like oh yeah these guys though they brought this person back they put this i don't know if i was laughing for that or if i was genuinely laughing because the movie itself and the story. If I go back and rewatch it, um, I'm glad I didn't watch it after everybody reading everybody else's comments because it probably would have swayed how I looked at it. I'm glad I watched it Thursday night and was able to formulate my own opinion about it. But looking at the timeline and seeing the war, like you said, uh, people who like it, people who don't like it. Yo, people are really like fighting over like, I'm like, yo, it's my timeline is like, yo, I hate hate this movie. I they should not do sequels. Other people are like, yo, I love this movie. It was it was funny. It was it's good jokes. And like people are like, nah. It's like, yo, people are like fighting on my timeline over the movie. <laughs> no, I I do agree that they shouldn't have touched it. They should have left it alone. Um yeah, yeah. but I, I heard what Eddie was saying, you know, he didn't expect the movie to be three de- like three decades of people exactly. talking about quoting the lines, dressing up yep. as the characters, and basically making it um, 
stand in the space of its own. I'm, he didn't expect that. It just happened. Um, they could have done without the sequel. Fact, I feel you. I feel you. The story was great and how they tied it together, but we didn't you know, know we didn't need it. You know what's crazy? Um, now that you say that, right? Uh, Chris Tucker. Um, so a lot of so there's two main reasons why he he I'm pretty sure like the Friday a new Friday is like impossible now. Like that's not gonna happen. I know Ice Cube said something about Warner Brothers just last week, but even if Warner Brothers gave him the green light, he's gonna really do a movie without pretty much most of the cast Everybody. passing yeah. away now and stuff. Like it doesn't even make any sense. But with Chris Tucker, right? So people were saying it was like the money and stuff. He wanted more money if he was to come back. But he said an interesting thing that kind of plugs into what you were saying about like nostalgia and uh, can't like do like the same things you did from like the 90s and stuff like that. So he said the Chris Tucker that you saw in that, that Friday movie, he can't, he wouldn't be able to be that same character. Like yeah. now he wouldn't be able to like be that same person and stuff like that because of like, he's just different now. And that was a good point, but it's like, would you have still wanted to see a, another Friday? Like when everybody was still alive? I know I would have. Like My homegirl home brought up a point and she said, why can't they do a Friday of, well, the re basically the story, um, everybody growing up with kids and they bringing them back to show them where they used to live. Like, why can't we go that route if we're talking about the like uh, a Friday redo? Because that's almost where you would have to go at a certain point in order to tie everything back together. Because granted, no, you can't have the same Chris Tucker you had when the movie first came out. There's got to be some sort of growth somewhere. You, I would hate to see Smokey yeah. still in the same outfit or Craig not with a yep. job. Like, I, you would have to make it somewhat make sense where it was exactly. still funny, but yep. now we're we're dealing with, oh, well, let me show you my old hood. Yep. Now nah, you're right, yep. I want to ask you this last thing before we get out of here, but we were talking about cancer culture. You have a little one and are about to have another little one. What is your feelings on them trying to come after childhood, like toys and books and all that other stuff? Cancel culture coming after toys and books. Uh, I don't know. It's weird because my wife just told me the whole thing about Dr. Seuss being uh, racist. Uh, did you hear about that? I did, and I still don't understand how. Yeah, I'm still I'm still trying to figure that out. So, um, people are saying they don't want their children reading those books and stuff like that. And I'm still trying. So here, here's here's my thing with cancel can, cancel culture in general. So cancel culture gets um you know. It, you know, people call it fake and all this other stuff. And, you know, from not, not not including me, but from the outside looking in, a lot of people with cancel culture, they'll cancel something. And then a few months later, especially if it's a musician, if they drop a hot song or something like that, they'll be back to like him, like uh, being a fan of them. Me, I don't, I don't, me personally, I don't roll like that. Like for me, like you, you see, you see my energy towards certain people. You see how mm. I was such a huge fan of Lil Wayne. I was a huge fan of Lil Wayne, like up mm -hmm. until the Trump thing. 
when he did the Trump thing, it pissed me off. And I was like, yo, I don't want to even like list, like support this dude, any new music this dude does. I don't want to support. Like people were saying, oh, he did it so he can, you know, you know, not face the jail time and stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. I understand that. But he should have never put himself in that predicament. He should have mm-hmm. been smart not have a gun on a plane, an illegal gun firearm on a plane. He should have never been stupid enough to do that. And then he wouldn't have had to put himself in such a situation when he had to chuck and jive for a white supremacist. Like stuff like that pisses me off. Like a lot of uh, a lot of my friends, I tell them to, you know, one night in Miami by Regina King. I think that's a great movie. And the reason why I think it's such a good movie is because of the dialogue, the dialogue in the movie. Malcolm X is talking to uh, Sam Cooke, Jim Brown, and uh, who's the other person in there? Damn, I forgot the other person. But Muhammad it's Ali. Yeah, Muhammad Ali. So he's talking to athletes and musicians. And what he's saying is as a musician or athlete, rather you like it or not, as a black musician or athlete, you have an obligation to your people. And that obligation to your people is to lead them in the right path. So what you say in your music, what you do by your actions and stuff, these little kids and stuff are looking up to that. So when you have mm-hmm. someone like Kanye, Kanye West saying all these stupid things about slavery or saying or saying that he supports Trump, who's an openly racist white supremacist. That no, stuff, no, he said he was he said he was his hero. Yeah, That's he said hero. like that type of yo, that type of stuff pisses me off. It's like and then you have these people like cancel culture the, like these people will be like, oh, I ain't rocking with that. And then next week, if they drop a dope song, it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride with that, you know. And they be like, separate the art from the artist. I can't do that anymore. Like the art, the older I get, especially the times we're in, the like, especially the times we're in. Like, how can like I don't know how people can do that. Like these black athletes and musicians, like so many of them have no regard of what's going on in, in like society. It's sickening. Like they just care about themselves. They they want to do this and say that and say it. it's like I'm tired of it. I think if more people think the way I think, we'll start seeing a change. Like artists from our parents' time and stuff like that, they actually cared about what was going on in society. So you heard that in their music. You heard that when they were speaking. You heard that by the way they carry themselves. Like a lot of these artists nowadays, they don't care about that. And it's crazy. It's a sad sight to see. And it's only gonna lead to further destruction of us as a people because these kids rather you want to or not they don't look up to doctors and stuff they look up to athletes and they look up to musicians so when these athletes and musicians move around like this that's the example they set for these these kids so it's like that's a topic that um i'm gonna have to bring you back up here to have in full detail because i agree with you and i don't want to throw that in at the end of the pod and uh rush that combo but that's that's definitely something i want to talk to you about because it's, you're, you're right and this would be another two or three hours if I got into it right now um, Max, fact, fact, yeah. but you you 100% right you 100% right and um, with that being said I appreciate you for coming up here uh, with your nukewarm takes and misguided <laughs> opinions <laughs> um I do this thing every episode where I ask the guests and I do it myself. Uh, we recommend a show or movie for the people to watch. Um, doesn't matter if it's 
something no one's seen. Doesn't matter if it's something everybody's familiar with, but it's just uh, a little twist that I've been doing since episode one. And I feel like uh, just keeping that same energy. So what show or movie do you have for the people to watch? Oh, uh, yeah, One Night in Miami, the, the one I just talked about, because I feel like that got a um, that got award recognition, but I didn't really see a lot of people talking about the movie. So, I, you know, I would really recommend that people to watch that movie and really focus on the dialogue and how that really relates to what's going on now with athletes and uh, musicians as a whole. I'm going to I'm going to keep well, not keep on. I'm going to give. Uh, my listeners have it's a it's a very good mix of righteous and ratchet and uh uh with you giving him one night Miami, I'm going to say you're doing yourself a disjustice if on March 9th you don't watch the Biggie Smalls documentary on Netflix. That was um, good. Oh yo, and, t- and speaking of Biggie, everyone should watch uh Hip Hop Uncovered. That's on uh that's on that's a FX special and that's available on Hulu now. All six episodes. You if can't give people it. one night Miami and then say hip hop uncovered. That's two different shows, sir. If you want hip hop uncovered for a second show, I can have you up here a second time so you can use that. But no, that's a good uh, that's a good doc series as well. Yeah, you gotta bring me back on here so we can have a conversation about that that death row bad boy thing I brought up in the booth because that that's some deep talk too. Whenever you're ready to come up, you let me know. You have an open invitation. I mean that, um, yeah, this is not something. I like people to be free in themselves up here so you don't ever have to come up here and feel like uh, you have to talk a certain way. Nah, I I like people to be themselves no matter what that is, no matter how you express yourself. Um, I just feel like it's just a platform where Friends are talking and inviting everybody else into the conversation to listen. So you don't got to feel like you have to be perfect when you come up here. However, I will say, as I always do, um, get your excuses ready. Uh, If you don't have an excuse, don't worry about it. You can hit up Christian to help you uh, enhance your resume. Because we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it later. But uh, get your excuses ready. Monday's coming up. Uh, you have a plethora of excuses. I haven't given you one. Uh, last week, I rushed out here without giving you one. I've been telling you for a year that you can always use Corona as an excuse. But I will tell you right now, if you haven't used head lice as an excuse, it's a good time to use it. Uh, I'm out of here. Christian, I thank you for coming up. I'm kicking it. Uh, I'll holler. Bet, bet. I won. Right,